and welcome back to another episode of Cremas and Coquito. I'm Napoleon. And I'm Christina. And today we have special guests. We have a couple, Adrian and Jasmine. So let's let them introduce themselves. How you doing, everyone? Um, I'm Adrian Brooks. Um, I am one half of a Brooks world. Mm. And I'm Jasmine Brooks, and I'm the other half of a Brooks world. Bye. We're excited to be here and talk to you guys today. We are. We are. We know y'all, so... Um, Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. Because I know you know. You know I'm a little crazy. <laughs> oh, I've, I've known you a long time. A little, time. exactly. A little. So, it's, it's, this is going to be a fun conversation. Because now what I'm interested in is how Tina views you. Because I know you, but I don't know how she sees you. Oh, she knows me. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like you get the same sort of thing I get. Like, People meet us, they meet our wives, and they're like, I don't know how you do it. Exactly. (laughs) For sure. Just special women, you know? So let's hop straight into it, right? So let's let's talk about the pandemic and how it how it shifted, how we do things, how we see each other. So let me just first start by saying we had about like two years in a pandemic. So has it taught you anything about yourself and has it taught you anything about each other? I think for me, what it taught me about myself is I can deal with crises better than I thought I could. I'm used to dealing with them in terms of like my job and clients, but in a personal setting, not so much. And I think it really taught me that I have resilience to deal with crises in real life because, you know, when the pandemic came, it was like a matter of, within days, even hours of like things changing so rapidly and like us having to adjust to this new normal that we're living now. So I think it really taught me that. What about you, eh? It taught me I could spend the next 50 years of my life with Jasmine in a confined space and Aww. be okay. You guys could live in like an RV. <laughs> so no, nah, it really did. Um, you know, we we live in New York City, and it's a it's a one bedroom apartment. So the minute we were locked in, and I mean we were legit locked in, um, because you know we're like germaphobes and hypochondriacs. So you know when it first hit, Jazz is like spraying me down at the door with Lysol. We're like wiping down packages and stuff. So like space was an issue and where we could be and you know i was worried like are we going to be at each other's throats like this is going to be a real test but um it was easier than i thought it would be and then the other thing is it really taught me how much i love what i do it really taught me how much i love teaching i mean i was you know one of those teachers who while worrying about the safety of my students like I wasn't necessarily eager to get them back because you know I wanted their families to be safe and I didn't rush but I missed the classroom like Mm -hmm. I realized how how much of a passion I have um for teaching and what I do so that's so nice I would also add that um I think I don't think people realize like when we were in bc before corona and people would say <laughs> um we were spending like 80 percent of our time with like our co-workers or people we work with yeah. and then like the other small percentage with like if you're in a relationship with that person you're in a relationship with or like even with your family members yeah. so i think it forced everyone to like 
pause and like reflect on their life. And I think we got that opportunity to, we've never spent this much time together just because we were both working, we're both, you know, nine to five coming home and you have what, three or four hours of like personal time, but even in that's really limited. So we really got an opportunity to kind of reconnect early on in our marriage, even though we were stuck together like 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it really helped us just connect on another level and kind of learn more about each other that we might not have known or learned if we didn't have the pandemic time. Oh, that's so for us, I think it had the exact opposite <laughs> effect. <laughs> um, because we were just like the pandemic happened and Miles just turned three months. Oh yeah. Oh Lord, even yeah. though we had also moved. Um, so have being first time parents with a newborn The pandemic uh, forced us to move. Yeah, it definitely was. forced us to move because if not, I think me and her would have killed each other. In that small apartment, yeah, so uh, you, we felt so like killing each other anyway. So we we started searching from before the pandemic, but we oh, weren't okay. we weren't in the process of moving per se because we were just looking for properties, you know, for investment properties as well. Mm-hmm. So we just pivoted and we just said, okay, let's look for a primary residence because there's no way me and her would have survived in that small apartment during COVID. Mm-hmm. We even were, in this mm-hmm. house, like with Miles just being a new, we couldn't even date. We were just stuck in the house 24 um, seven. You know, we, I still had to kind of teach remotely with a newborn. I was going crazy. Um, it was horrible. We were at each other's throat the whole entire time. Uh, it, it was mm, madness. That's an interesting choice. You said we couldn't even date. No, why did you say that? No, there was no dating. It was it was it was legit torture to me. <laughs> we couldn't go outside yeah. for anything. It was like, so like you you guys didn't like like the, I guess you're normal like go out for a movie or a date like the way you date each other like you couldn't even find. Things are just so hectic. You didn't get that time. No, because um, he was so young. Mm-hmm. He was so young. Yeah. Their focus was on him. So knowing yeah. that the focus is on him, not on us, it was it and, was insane. And if there wasn't a pandemic, like we could have went out once yeah. a month, you know, and reconnected and mm-hmm. leave the baby at my mom's. But there was no going out. Nothing was open. It was just mm-hmm. like. What's the point of me leaving the baby at my mom's if we're not going to go anywhere? You know, it was just a mess. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, what's the point of, like, dropping off the baby at the mom- at your mom's and then just going back in the house? House, like, yeah. What were- just so you know, Jazz would absolutely do that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah were- thinking back on it, maybe that would have been <laughs> a good idea just to reconnect even a little bit. But we yeah. were... We were almost gonna call it quits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you guys were in. You guys are basically just in survival mode. Correct. It was like keep this baby alive, <laughs> keep ourselves alive, yeah. stay COVID free, and just make sure we're eating healthy every day. Like yeah. that's your focus, which is totally. I mean, it totally makes sense. It quickly became like medieval times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. how did you guys deal with conflict during during the COVID times? Oh, there is a. We had multiple methods. Yeah, I think the survival. The quickest method was if we got into a fight, like 
either I would stay in the living room and he would go into the bedroom or mm-hmm. vice versa. Like we would give each other space because yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't really like, I mean, they were like stupid fights, but you know, like when you're just around somebody so much, like tension just can build sometimes yep. you guys are just annoyed with each other or whatever. So you kind of take frustrations out. So that's kind of really what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know that. Um, yeah, we try. I mean, and I, I think I started to, yeah, space, I think, was huge for us. We found ways to give each other space. Like, I would go outside, um, I would work out on, like, the jungle gym or something or kitty park. You would go for walks or if we weren't splitting in the room. Um, and I think, I think for me, what I appreciated is that um, I wasn't judged for some of the things that I did. Nice. To, like, relieve mental tension like kudos to jazz like i don't i wasn't getting judged for playing video games Mm -hmm. like i haven't played video games like that in years and i think um like the pandemic hit and it was an opportunity for me to like knock out some games that i hadn't really played in a while and there there wasn't any judgment about it right like it wasn't like ah oh you're such a child or men don't play games You yeah, know, no, no, thing, and you know that was that was kind of a relief. You know, it was like you know she understands it's crisis. People need some, you know, escapism. Yeah, I didn't judge her for watching like Real Housewives. So. <laughs> oh, so she's a Real Housewives like okay, like my wife. I am a real, I'm a Real Housewife OG. Of, I would like to claim that. I of, of every county, right? Of Orange County, of of everywhere. <laughs> every county. Yes, I okay. I've been watching Housewives since. The first episode of Real Housewives of Orange County. Oh, wow. I love that. the Orange County one. For sure. Yeah. Tina, do you watch? Do you watch Housewives? Hell's yes. Fanatic. Fanatic. Yeah, I watch Salt Lake City. City. <laughs> that means Paul watches Housewives. No, I do not. He tunes it out. He's yeah, on his phone. I, yeah, I do his not. Battle raps. Yeah, I do rap not. Battles, whatever you call them. It's a, it's a marriage rule if your spouse watches a show religiously you have you are to bound to watch it does that go both ways eh <laughs> yeah <laughs> i watch pti and around the horn mm, okay. you guys already know that right like oh you didn't think i knew that did you tell her? no 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 didn't 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 what think you knew that? that no i have not I on all the sports news i thought you guys oh. knew like jazz is a legit football soccer fan like i'm not she soccer hates- i'm football she hates baseball. Baseball is like the only sport she will not like watch at all. It's so boring. I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry to any baseball fans. It's very boring. <laughs> you don't, you don't but care. if I have to cheer for a baseball team, it would only be the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, well, but I, th- I think that I think that's that's another area where it's like you know, my life is made a lot easier. Again, like if I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch the game, or I'm chilling out, or we go watch the game together. You yeah. know. At, at my local bar, because I have a bar that I like watch all the football Excuse games. Excuse me, at. no, you don't. I have a bar where I watch all the games that, that I introduced you to the bar. And That's so funny. <laughs> he took your bar. Can I he tell- did. He did take my bar. Can I tell the story? Yeah, you can tell. The story. So, so at one point in time, I was like traveling back and forth for like work. I would be out of town, and I would miss the games. And Jasmine wanted to hang out and catch the Ravens games, and you can't catch them here in New York. So she started going to hang out in Harlem at a sports bar. And I know she's a Ravens fan, like legit, but I didn't think like, you know, my wife is like legit hanging out at like the bar to watch the football game. <laughs> so I'm home one weekend, Poe, and 
I go, I'm like, all right, I'll go with you to the bar. I swear to you not, when we walk in, it's a whole Raven section at the bar. It's kind of like cheers. Everybody's like, hey, cheers. And I'm like, oh, oh wow. She wow. walks in and they're like, hey, you want a shot? I'm like, yo, nah. Popular. <laughs> Was bad. Exactly. She put you on. Jazz is better than Jack. No, no, no. We're not going to do that like that. <laughs> That's funny. Jazz, you're better than me because I don't do sports, not one bit. But thankfully, really? my husband is not like a huge sports. No, no, because no. I couldn't do it. I do basketball alone. <laughs> And then I'll do and I'll do the super and I'll do the Super Bowl when it comes to football, but I'm not doing alone. the full season. Yeah. See, basketball is like a hit or miss for me. Mm. I used to watch a lot of college, mm. some NBA, but I feel like I like if I'm gonna watch a sport, I'd rather watch football or boxing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, boxing, boxing or or even UFC. Yeah. I like UFC. UFC I haven't watched. I've never really watched it. I feel like I should give it a try, but I don't I don't know. I think I prefer boxing. I'm really, I'm really hit or miss with UFC. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the big F, finances. Um, how important are finances in a relationship? Oh, very, very, very. So, so what well, do you I say? Mean, you guys know that? No, yeah, yeah. But what, what do you, what do you mean by how important? Are all you right. Asking like a percentage? No, or? yeah, yeah. Percentage meaning from one to ten. How important do you think finances is? I would say, um, maybe like a, I feel like a seven or an eight. I'd say maybe six. higher. Not seven or, seven or eight. Yeah, seven or eight. What about what about the male's role to provide? What do you guys think about that? Do you, is do you that like a provide? provide meaning bring in more of the money? Is it important? Yeah. Is it is it important? Yeah. Is it important for the male? For the man to bring in more money than than the woman. That's a good. That's a good I'm waiting to be a kept. I was gonna say. Hey, <laughs> <I'm waiting laughs> yeah, and I'm waiting to be like a housewife. <laughs> so he he's having this joke that he wants to be a kept woman. I mean, a kept no, man. Kept, you kept, see how oh, wrong sorry, it is. Sorry. 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 <laughs> so he wants to be a kept husband. It's a joke because he would never do that. I don't know. If, yeah, I mean, you, I feel like you were better at answering. No, I, I, I don't know. I wonder what you I know from my pers- from my perspective, I grew up where both both my parents actually had two jobs, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. two full time careers. For sure. Or I mean, so like both they both had nine to fives and what people call a side hustle back then. Mm-hmm. So I was used to both people bringing in a substantial amount of money, like not necessarily where they i don't know the specific numbers like where they're both 50 50 where they are both bringing money into the household to mm-hmm. support the home okay so i feel like that's kind of how we see ourselves where we're both trying to bring in money to support the household it doesn't really matter who's bringing so, in necessarily yeah. more to support your I am goals hoping one day she brings in more so i can be a kept husband i'm trying to make the real house husbands of hollywood <laughs> oh god <laughs> It's, hopefully it will never happen. <laughs> we don't need but that. He would never. He would never not work. So that's the funny thing. He would never not want to work. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know about um. I, I'd be lying if I said my ego 
mm-hmm. doesn't want to make substantially more money. Okay. Like I, I, I would be lying if I said, um, but I don't know if that's like in competition with you. But I feel like we were competing. Each yeah. We that's competing what I told Poe too. I think we would like just keep competing with each other. I'm not competing with her. But listen, <laughs> I, listen, please. I am waiting to be a retired person. You don't got to tell me that again. I already know. I know. It's not a secret to me. Definitely not a secret to me. I say men need to make more than the woman Mm -hmm. for the simple fact of when you want to start a family. A woman doesn't want to, or me precisely, like I do not want to have to work when I have kids because I want to be able to be in my kids' life like yeah. You know, take them places and just see their um, growth, at least until they mm-hmm. start school. So I wouldn't want, like, my husband would have to make money and hopefully more than me because I wouldn't want to feel like, oh, if I stop working even for a year, our whole household is going to, like, crumble. crumble. Yeah. And have you always felt that way where you... No, you know, I was always like, ah, like, I'm always going to work 50-50, like, 50-50, but after having, like, I always tell women, you think you want 50-50 that, you know, you always work until the day you have to leave your kid um, with someone else, and then you're like, I want to quit today. Mm-hmm. And then it just mm-hmm. turns very real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the Maybe day I went... The face and it starts crying. Yeah, the first day I went back to work, Miles said, Mama. Yeah, I remember that. And that killed me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it turns very real the first day you go back and you like, oh, no. I need to be, I should be at home. Okay, so you're yeah. saying if no kids are involved, it's fine through the 50, 50, 60, 40 or whatever it is yeah, that you're doing. Yeah. But, if, but if kids are involved, you don't want your income to affect the household in any significant way whatsoever. Where yeah, I'm only saying that because if if I want to like I should have the option of being like okay, stay home and raise the kids until do the child rearing until they're like 3k. 3 years is not a lot to ask. What do you guys think about that? 3 years giving a woman 3 years off, right? Where where us the men, Adrian? We we work, we take care of the household, and they they take the first three years to instill what they have to instill in, in our children. Jazz won't do it. Jazz won't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I know my wife. I don't know if I could. No. I don't know if I could. My do. wife is rocking the baby. What's the fear? The What's the fear, Jazz, of, of, of stepping out of the workforce for three years? I don't know if it's necessarily a fear. I think I enjoy working even on days where I might be annoyed with mm-hmm. what I'm doing. I enjoy working. Now, I will say, you know, when we do decide to have kids, um, I will take full advantage of that maternity leave. Like, don't, mm-hmm. don't get that. Girl, you will have to. What did you say? You will have to. There is no going back to work, <laughs> at least for the first three to six months. You will be a zombie of yourself. Yeah, like I couldn't. Yeah, like I don't, I mean... The fact that our country doesn't have 
paid maternity leave or like both mother and the father i think is ridiculous like where other countries like you literally get a year Mm -hmm. and you still like get income in like it's a lot to deal with like you're you go through a traumatic experience and then you have to like take care of this human and make sure they stay alive and then you're not in your sleep cycle like a lot changes so you definitely need that most people don't have that luxury I no i know and most. i and i feel for those that don't have that luxury because i feel like everyone needs that it's just mm-hmm. like your body i mean first of all your body needs time to heal yep yeah, for sure yeah. secondly you have to like get adjusted to this new way of life of taking care of this person third you have to like figure out some type of sleep or whatever because like how are you you can't not sleeping and then trying to work like you just you're not going to function you're going to be failing on a lot of places yep mm-hmm. yep that's what it felt like for us man whenever we and people first turn right started. around and have to do it yeah and i mean I, I i feel for those we're fortunate enough that we would have hopefully the support yeah and police to yeah. help get us through but i would definitely take full advantage of the maternity leave um i don't know if i could take the three years off I'm taking maternity leave. Sure. <laughs> Whatever maternity you want to call leave, it, I'm taking yeah. it. I took mine proud <laughs> too, eh? <laughs> I took mine <laughs> proud as all hell too, eh? You yep. should. I think it's, I mean, the men should because y'all, nobody's getting sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's angry. Everybody's oh, no, he got sleep, Jazz. He got sleep. Oh, he got sleep. <laughs> he got sleep. Yeah, that was one of the one issues. Of the <laughs> I, I can see why. Because I would be like, ah, you will be awake with me. Jazz, you like, never want to punch somebody so much in the face until you have one hour of sleep and you look over to your left and he's snoring. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's a violent version. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. She has to deal with me, Adrian. And you know me. You know what? To, to your point, one of the things I heard most from the men I know who are like raising families and had kids um, like prior to the pandemic was the time the pandemic gave them with their children was invaluable. Yeah. 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 That I was the time for those. Yeah. All those men, you, um, my cousin, all those men that got the chance to be a father in like the first two years of their child's life. They were like, I just didn't realize what that was worth. Exactly. 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 That's how I feel. Because typically you would be back in the field working in the same way. You wouldn't have been able to work from home. And that gave I wonder how that's going to change the landscape for like conversations with yep. men and fatherhood. Yeah. Because there'll be a lot of men like you who are like, yo, those first two years, two, three years, you want that. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and I think that that made me bond with Miles even more and even quickly mm-hmm. because I was involved in all of those little intimate like um routines that that mm-hmm. um women have with children like bathing them, putting them to bed, um nursing them when they're sick. It is it is beautiful. It is very beautiful to see mm-hmm. a child very vulnerable and knowing that they're only looking mm-hmm. up to you and mommy. So, yeah. that's the best to me. Mm. Oh, there's a there's a there's a soft side. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. When it comes to my son, Aww, when it comes to my son, I am I am I am a mush. A <laughs> mush. We crumble. There's a mush version of Paul. Yeah, I was. I think that happens like when men have children. I remember my mom told me when they first had me, 
my grandmother came over to like help them and like literally my grandmother and my father would be fighting over like who would give me a bath because mm-hmm. like my father wanted to do it and my girl and my mom was like just let her do it she's helping us like we can get the rest right now can i kill yes. this misconception it's not just when men have kids men can be mush we're no not- i'm not oh. saying that i'm just saying like when men have kids like they're just yeah, perspective but, can change a little. We, we get we become i've seen poe be a mush over tina Right. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, true. That's right. That's true. Right. That's true. <laughs> you know, so tell the misconception. I'm not, you know, it wasn't a misconception. Not I was just saying that. <laughs> not that we're mushy, but we have mushy moments. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has feelings. There goes the marriage argument. <laughs> I love that um marriage banter. <laughs> marriage talk. Yeah, banter <laughs> back and forth. So, so guys, what do you think about happiness? How important is happiness in a marriage? In a marriage, how would you define it? Happiness define is it. whatever it is that satisfies you individually, like your mood, being happy. How important is is your individual happiness inside marriage? Oh, okay. So individually, I think I say it all the time, and, and Jazz used to be annoyed by it, but now she understands it more. I think, like I'm, like you have to be happy as an individual in order to be happy together mm-hmm. i agree like my happiness isn't her job mm-hmm. i like that you know so it's important for me to continue to grow as myself and be happy myself like it's not my job to search for her it's not her job to make me happy and i shouldn't be searching for my happiness in her mm-hmm. mm. That's true. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it, it goes both ways. Like when you decide to get into a relationship with somebody, you shouldn't be relying on them to make you happy or, you know, like you have to be happy with yourself. You have to have that fulfillment before you can really fully be in that relationship. Yeah. Because without that, it's going to be, I mean, when there's insecurities or things like that, you're just, it's going to create problems between the two of you that, it's not really issues between you two. It's more so issues with yourself and yeah. how you feel about yourself. What if yeah. you are not happy in your relationship? What do you think? Like, does your happiness come first in your relationship? If your partner's not making you happy, you know. Oh, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, when we 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 have, I think one of the things that works for us really good, and you hear couples say this all the time, and I think it's universal. Um, is communication. Mm-hmm. So I think our communication, if we're not happy and things are off, is one of the things that's really worked for us. Um, I would say we have conversations about everything. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would say everything for us is on the table. So if one of us isn't happy with where we are or not happy with ourselves in the moment, I think it's important to discuss that. And I've had to get better about listening without giving solutions there you go yeah me too listen with intention yeah me too because um i don't know i don't know if you're like me but if my wife brings me any problem any issue i go straight into solving mode yeah you'd be like well why can't you just do this yeah that's not yeah and they're like uh can you just listen (laughs) yeah sometimes it's really just like I feel like nine, nine times out of ten, people know somebody knows the solution to the problem. Yeah. 
they just need to talk it out with somebody else mm -hmm. before they make the actual decision to it. Yeah. So sometimes it's like you just want somebody like I just want to tell you what happened yeah. and not, I don't need a solution unless I'm asking like, well, what do you think I should do? Or like yeah. I'm trying to decide between these two things. But like outside of that, I think people just they want somebody to hear them and listen to them. Like I tell I tell Adrian all the time. God gave us two ears and one mouth mm -hmm. for a reason. <laughs> it's like she's just bringing you, she bringing you to office tea. So now I just, I just got to sit my coffee and be like, word, that's how it happened. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, go ahead. So let's shift to this. So what does being a man in a relationship mean to you, eh? Like being uh -huh, a man. I knew you were going to ask this question. Yeah, I want to know. Being the <laughs> man, what does that mean to you? Oh, I'm, mm, man, you remember that book I gave you um, as a groomsman? Yeah, yeah, I have it. Yeah, um, so I find that. What's the name of the book? Uh, what, what? Oh, hold on. I can see it from the bookshelf. It's like the, oh, the way of the superior man. man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it does a really good job of talking about masculinity and femininity, about like energies that present and so on. And I think um, being a man in a relationship to me uh, really means. Oh, oh, man, my ego, I wasn't expecting it. It, it Part of it's protecting. Um, there's definitely elements of like protect, provide, um, lead, support. Um, what I found most, I would say the thing I think about most um, as being a man in, in this relationship and marriage is how to be of use to the village. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I occupies most of my thoughts around manhood as it relates to this relationship is how do I support um, or grow, or, or what's my role in this village or community we have. Mm, nice. What about you, Paul? What does being a man mean to you? <clears throat> being a man to me, number one, means to be able to cover my family. That's number one for me. So mm -hmm. meaning that if anything happens, I'm the last line of defense. <laughs> meaning if anything happens, I have to fix it. Um, being, mm -hmm. a, being a man is also knowing when to listen. Uh, knowing when to take the back seat, um, un just understanding, being self-aware. I think being self-aware, mm -hmm. being able to self-correct, um, being a good leader. There's tons of stuff that goes into being a man. There's mm -hmm. there's a lot. Like I think it's yeah, a. I agree. It is like the <clears throat> biggest responsibility to me being a, being a great father. Is yeah. also being a man. Like making mm -hmm. making good decisions for your family and for yourself, like putting putting yourself mm. putting yourself last. I think is also being a man. Uh, like mm, that's interesting. Yeah, like behind your family, behind behind everybody else's choices, you put mm -hmm. you put their happiness before yours. I think mm. that's like being a man. Okay. I like Would that. you would you put yourself as a husband first? Or a father first. Ooh. Um, uh, a husband first. Oh. A husband first. That's no, no. That is easy. You always I was, say that you put yourself. That was as easy. A that was first. easy for me. I was a husband before a father, right? So, 
to me, to me, there are steps to it. I was a husband first. Mm-hmm. I chose Christina before I chose to have Miles. I chose Christina. I think, I think naturally women, once they have kids, they can transition and they can say, I love my kid more than I love my, husband. my husband, my um, spouse. That is, that is not my thinking. I love my child and I love my wife on the same exact level. Like I don't, I don't see him as being a different kind of love. I see it being she's the being that brought my son, and I love them both equally. You mean the goddess? The goddess, the being, <laughs> however you want to say it. That's right, the goddess. That's right. That's right, Tina. Correct. Yeah, but I can't, I can't love love my son and not love who brought my son into this world. Yeah, um, that's true. What about you, ladies? What do you, what do y'all think? Being um, a woman is. is a, man oh a man <laughs> the role of a man oh, yeah I'm, I'm thinking what do y'all think is the role of a man in these modern times that's it in, in these modern times i, I think, think i mean go ahead jasmine sorry oh no i was just gonna say i'm i'm agreeing with what you said mm-hmm. you know helping to secure the village and all that and i'm aligning exactly what Poe said like helping to be the first line of defense i do find it interesting Poe, that you said you put your happiness last. Yeah. I feel like men should put their happiness first because if you're not, like, if you're not happy with yourself, how can you support the others around you, you know? Yeah, when I say put my happiness last, I don't mean that I'm not happy. It just means that mm-hmm. I'm worried about other people's happiness first, though, because to me, my, my role is to support them. My role is always a duty role. I think I think for me, I know I'm gonna work for the rest of my life. As a man. <laughs> that's number one, right? Nah, happy me, happy we, man. No, I am happy at home. But if I had to pick, <laughs> if I had to pick for me to suffer, for for my family to be good, I would, because I think that that's, that's my right. responsibility as a man. Yeah, I Got mean, it. I see that with like my dad, my grandfather, like all the provider males I had in my life, like they put themselves last but the women would put them them first exactly you know so it wasn't like they're suffering they're still happy because they're putting their wives and child children first but the wives are putting them first mm-hmm. like i'm making sure you have a warm bath i'm making sure you have hot food i'm making sure you're happy um mm. so that's what i saw growing up there were definitely roles in my household, but I think mine too. in today's um, modern marriages and in society, I think most women are looking at men as just mainly providers. Yep. Because um, when you speak to a lot of women out here, they're like, you got to pay for every single date. You're not taking That's me wild. to a cheap restaurant. <laughs> Even if we just also started wild. dating, I want five-star restaurant. Every single time we go out, mm-hmm. I'm not going to offer to pay yeah. not one meal. <laughs> and yeah, you, to need to, you need That's to, you need to, sorry, you need to pay for my, what did someone The bag? You need to pay for my manicure oh, yeah. and pedicure and my, my no. self-care before I'm even Whoa. your girlfriend. <laughs> Insanity. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where <laughs> I, I just I don't know <laughs> where people like it's like who 
Like, who is that one person that did these things for you? Like, why aren't you with them? That's all. That is your dad. Your dad is the one (laughs) doing. No, but like, even if it wasn't, but even if it wasn't their dad, like if it was a guy that they dated and they did that for them, I'm like, well, why aren't you with them? And they did all these great things for you, paid for everything, did all this. Like, why aren't you with them? Because because I don't think I don't. Oh man, the way we can go down this. Road. I don't want to go down that road. That's <laughs> just one of the first questions I think. Like I don't like we were actually having this talk, this discussion about like paying for dates or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like like yes, the first date okay, the guy pays because typically the guy is asking mm-hmm. the girl, the woman out. Yeah. But I feel like after at least by the third date, like the woman is typically like, oh hey, do you want to do this? I feel like after that, it's whoever asks. Whoever on the date should cover the date. I think that's you, just my thinking. I, think I know a lot of people it. don't agree with that, but that's my. Opinion. I think you got to throw it all out. I think if 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 you want to be in a society that can is continuously progressing forward, mm-hmm. and men and women are going to make the same money, then it's unfair to continue to put the burden of courting financially on men in total. Either accept going Dutch until we decide to be together. Like what? Dutch on the first date? On like the first date. You, a lot of these traditions are rooted in inequity. I got it. So the reason I spent so much to court you is because men were making more money or men were working. But you're now making what I make. You're in the work, you're in the field similarly. And even if there's inequality in pay and I'm making slightly upscale than you are, Mm -hmm. it's no longer like the vast amount that you should be like, oh, I pay. But even with that difference, most men mentally will accept the financial burden when dating. Correct. I tell you all the time, it was expensive, man. At some point, I was just like, you can't be a broke man dating. (laughs) You can't go out. No, being a bachelor is expensive. Well, with these gas prices, nobody's going to be dating. Exactly. <laughs> True. Oh, no, that's so funny. I would believe you if I didn't see how people I'm became. No, I'm joking. Day. I know people are still yeah. going to be doing it. But COVID didn't stop people from smashing. Oh, no. Gas oh, prices. yeah. Oh, no. For sure. Mm. A pandemic. You realize at one point people didn't know if COVID could have turned you into a zombie and they were still in the club yeah. with hookah looking to hook up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Till the end. Till the Wild. end. Till the end. But, Adrian, I liked how you said um, we should go Dutch until we know that we want to, like, really invest in this because I think that's what Poe and I, yeah. were, we were just discussing this. We just went 50-50, like, all right, I'm getting mine. You're getting yours. Mm-hmm. We didn't go like to real restaurants when we just started to getting to know each other. It was only after you asked me to be your girlfriend that we started like really. Yeah, when out. I really started we paying to, to like lunch dates first before. Yeah, so you pay for yours. Yeah, I always I, thought that was weird. But yeah, you, then... can say whatever, you can say whatever you want. You pay for yours. I pay for mine. <laughs> I don't. I don't expect anything from uh, you. Yeah. yeah, and I don't expect anything from you. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's yeah. how I think I mean, it I should be. New, yeah, I know the new thing now is like to not go on like whole dinner dates, but just to meet up for like a drink, mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. kind of feel the first, feel each other out, and yeah. then decide like, all right, let's go on like another date after that. Yeah. Which I think makes sense. Also, is yeah. that a turn off? Would that be yeah, a turn off to you, Jazz? If 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 a man um, says that they want to go Dutch from the first date. 
If I'm dating now at this age, probably not. No. Okay. In my twenties, yes. Yeah. It was a turn off for me, but then I was like, hmm, I wonder. Like it was just also interesting. I don't. I always tell people I don't know why I kept like going back. So Mm -hmm. weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So so that leads me to ask this question, ladies. Like, what do you think women in their twenties? miss about men in relationships mm. that you all don't get until a little later in your 30s because like you just said now i would understand it more but in my 20s i was shooting mm. guys down for this reason well, um, i was also in college so that what jazz i was <laughs> what did you say oh no i was asking what you said Oh, I said a lot. I was like, I was also in college, so I was also poor. Oh, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But we're poor. <laughs> had these standards for us. But no, we, I we think... We were poor, too. Y'all didn't care that we were poor in college. Unrealistic standards. That's you know true, that. because I was like 21. Like, I'm not dating anyone without a car. Sorry. You see that? <laughs> oh. You see that? Y'all didn't care that. But poor. I would also be like, poor. okay, I'll I'll pay to put gas in your car. Like yeah, yeah. I don't Yeah, you always were that type of person anyway. You're all right. See, that's nice. Um you know, you know what I hated from our generation, Poe? When we were in the club, and I know that makes me sound kind of old, but whatever, I'll eat it. Was like this wave <laughs> of needing to buy bottles. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, I hate Thank God I I was never that person. Y'all girls were eating it up, tables, bottles. Go ahead. You better not lie. (laughs) (laughs) When I went to Vegas, we all did bottle service, the table service, and we paid for it ourselves. No man paid for it. So that's right. Why did you do it for? What what was that for to buy bottles and do that inside the club? Oh, because you just Honest, because you wanted a seat in the club. I was you wanted a good, you want you good service. <laughs> That's why. Okay, so it's a pay, pay to play. I got yeah. you. It's all about the service. Oh, man. You want to rest oh, your feet. <laughs> so you guys, right? So what does being a woman yeah. mean to you guys in a relationship? Um, I think having like a supporting role also of your... Um, of your spouse man, yeah of your spouse mm-hmm. so being your support system being a good listener which I just like recently learned after being with you for 10 years damn so thank you babe <laughs> for having patience <laughs> being a good listener communicator um, yeah being a nurturer a, a nurturer for sure and a good person to you like not taking advantage of what you do, not mm. taking you for granted. Mm. Um, always letting you know how much you mean to the family. Mm. And um, like in our relationship, we have like very distinct roles. Mm-hmm. And we kind of play on those gender roles that everyone talks about. Um, because we both seen it in both our families. So mm-hmm. I think that just came like naturally yeah. to us because I don't mm. mind cooking and cleaning and doing all that stuff mm-hmm. um, because it's what I'm used to seeing. So I say that's also my role in being a woman in the house. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jess? Um, I would say definitely being a support system 
for Adrian. Um, I think being a, a safe space for him, I think over the past mm. few years, a lot of men have just felt like their emotional needs weren't being met. Mm-hmm. So I try to be a safe space for Adrian because I know he deals with a lot just being a teacher and just, you know, everyday life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, try to be that person where I think a thing that with our relationship where we like to support each other where the other person may be weaker. I, you know, one person may be stronger. So trying to be where he may be a little bit weaker in areas, I try to be stronger and support mm-hmm. and be helpful as possible. In terms of bringing up the gender roles, I would say we're, it's a like weird mix for us because we have some, we like fall in line with some of the gender roles and some of them not. Like mm-hmm. we both will cook. Yeah. We oh, both I love clean. Mm-hmm. We both do the laundry. I'll take out the trash and like the recycling. He'll do the same. Like we're both kind of yeah. We split things evenly, so that was like one important thing that I learned and loved about Adrian when we like first when we moved in together. Like I learned that okay, like he can actually clean and do his like he's self sufficient. Yeah. It's like I'm not having to like clean up behind him because that's not my role. I'm like, I'm not his maid, but like, yeah. we're both gonna, if we both make a mess, like we're both gonna clean, clean it up. It up. I By the that. way, my level of cleanliness is still not high enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not <laughs> it will never be. It will never be. That's why, that's why I don't even try. <laughs> and I showed you that picture. He will literally, like, the yes. laundry bag will be right there on top of the laundry what? bag. I don't even try. <laughs> what is it? Like, what is it with guys and clothes because Adrian like I'll so like now I do majority of the laundry just because he's working and going back to school for a second master so I'm doing like majority of the laundry Mm -hmm. and all I ask is like you just put like I'll fold the clothes can you just put them away Mm -hmm. he'll literally let the clothes sit in a chair for like a month and I'm like like Wow. All you gotta do is literally physically, because he's very particular about so how. Yeah. Welcome to my world, eh? Yeah. So, like, why can't you just put them away? No, my clothes need to go away very particularly. I know. That's why I don't. So that's why she doesn't put them away for you. No, because I have a certain way I need things folded. Yeah, like he's very, like, very particular about it. I'm like, okay. Beautiful arguments. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful arguments about clothes. I love married, those. I love those arguments. arguments. I know, Wait, like the guys... boring arguments. Like you don't put yeah. it away properly. It's a beautiful thing. But they're like heated. They're heated debate. Oh yeah, heated. Also. Very heated. Have, like, annoying. Yeah. Do you guys have like continuous, like an ongoing marriage argument? Like, what is it? Is it the clothes? Is it the laundry? Um, what do we have as continuous? You used to be so annoying about if, okay, like when I'm cooking, I have like a trash bag, you know, those plastic bags you get when you shop, oh, yeah. right? A trash bag. Full. And I'll, it will be full and he will be so annoyed. Like it's full. Why don't you uh, throw this trash bag out already? Or if I throw the trash bag out, why didn't you get another trash bag and put it up right away? And it's like, you're not the one cooking and putting things in the trash bag. Why, what do you have to put in the trash bag? Why are you upset? Yeah. Just yeah. not oh, so seeing you the like trash bag. Little bag when you're like peeling potatoes and stuff and you use that bag to like throw the potatoes. Yeah, yeah. And he will see it either full 
or, or not there. Nothing there. And or that not would piss him off. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, why is it making you upset when you have nothing to do in this space? I don't know, man. Whenever I go there, if I don't see it, that used to bug me. I don't know why, but yeah, that bugs me. There's a reason why you, you haven't figured out. No, no, I haven't I haven't figured it out, but I know that when I was back in my in my parents' crib, we always had the garbage. The garbage was there and I knew where everything was at. To me, I'm very particular with a lot of things. And whenever we first moved in, oh, that adjustment period was just like, I was complaining about every, <laughs> every little thing that she did. I'm over here thinking I'm like being the best wife. Like I ironed your shirts for work. Oh. Like everything. Oh, wow. I did like all of the, all of that old school woman stuff. Oh, and I was still particular. And oh my was God. Just like so, I was just like, forget, you know what? I'm not doing any of it. Mm-hmm. Did he, you with the, with the teeth did he hit you with the kissing of his teeth? Yeah. Oh, the, you know how Poe was before yeah. that? Or did that go away? Poe be like, man. So ask him if he gets his shirts ironed by me now. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. But that's a beautiful thing. I mean, I learned. I learned. And I don't complain for most things anymore. Like as you what? as you transition into your relationship and you get there deeper and deeper, the less and less things you really complain about. That's true. Like I just gave no, up. I think on we'll always be fighting. I think we'll always be fighting over jazz moving my stuff. Oh, 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 oh me too. Oh, me too. We'll always be in argument. <laughs> she can't. She can't help but move my stuff as oh, if as if I didn't live a whole life alone at some point. No matter where I put something, wherever she thinks it should be, is the right place for it to go. Oh, I don't you just hate that? But, okay. You know what? Stop. <laughs> things, there, things have specific places that they need to go. Okay? Exactly. You realize I've once, I've once been chastised for the position of my books on the bookshelf. Ooh. <laughs> Not facing the right, right There it goes. Right there. Right there. It's an aesthetic. The books <laughs> are on the bookshelf. Okay, but they need to look nice and presentable. I, I like get the aesthetic. It. Okay. How does a man even win? You know what? How? You don't. <laughs> I put the books where they're supposed to go, and even in that... They are not properly put. Let's not go down this road. I'm just it's because Adrian has a disease. He has a disease <laughs> of not closing drawers and cabinets. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, he'll literally go in the kitchen, open the cabinet, grab something, and leave. And mm. I'll literally stare at him like, how do you not know to close cabinet? The refrigerator will be open. Like, oh no. So no way. Like how? The um, roof. Come on. It's a, it's a problem. Like, we need help. Like, we find a solution. Nice. That is. That's a problem. And you know, Poe had the same problem. He used to always, like, be upset that I would move his things and put him in a proper way because proper. he claims he has, like. <laughs> you heard the proper, um, right? What is it that you say? Like, organized chaos? Oh, yeah. Organized no. chaos. So I just stopped touching his things, but to, till this day, if he cannot find something, it's always me. And I'm like, for the 20th time, I don't touch her stuff anymore. And then he always feels <laughs> dumb when he finds it in the last place. He, It's because there's Tina, chaos. Jazz feels, so, jazz feels so vindicated by you saying that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Wait, Tina, did you put a hidden camera in our apartment? Because that's literally, he literally will blame me. And I'm like, <laughs> I literally watched him 
He'll like move his wallet and put it <laughs> on the bar cart. That's and I'll funny. watch him do it. And then he'll be running around the apartment. Where's my wallet? I know you, you touched it. it. I'm, like, I did not touch <laughs> I'm like, I haven't touched your stuff. Oh my God. You set, you set the precedent no. when you started no. by moving no. my stuff. Exactly. Like, I haven't touched your stuff in like no. five years. No. Get over it. I hear that. <laughs> no, no. Overruled. No, no. You set the precedent. So let's move on to to in-laws. Like, um, do you believe in-laws play a significant role in a relationship? What do you guys think about that? That's a good one. (laughs) I don't know. No, I I don't think uh, to be fair, to be fair, I don't think your in-laws play a significant role unless they inject themselves. um, uh, Unless they wrongfully inject themselves in your relationship Mm -hmm. or until you have kids. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I don't know. I don't. And I guess that's fair because the question is in-laws. So it's marriage, right? It's not yeah. like parents in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that changes if you have kids. I think that that question and you and I have had this conversation, like where that role the in-laws is. Mm-hmm. And I find that it's when you have kids, it's it's through a different lens. Yeah, it is. Um, right now, when we're single and married, I think we're very, not single and married, um, yeah, but without married without kids. kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, married without kids. I don't know. I, I don't know how I would define, like, our the role of our in-laws other than, like, having a good relationship at best. Yeah, I don't think they don't really interfere in our relationship no yeah but do you guys do you guys do like um let's say holidays by them do they do they instill like family values yeah i think i think um we hang out with and it's it's interesting to a conversation we've had though um i feel like we hang out with jazz's parents far more Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that's to the point about like the daughter's parents and the prospect of the family and how that goes mm-hmm. because we don't hang out with my parents um as much as we hang out with hers yes like we go same dynamic with like me. for how yeah for like holidays we kind of established early on like my mom and like my aunt and my brother they've been coming to new york for christmas since i've been in college so like thanksgiving is always kind of like we're in new york and then christmas I was all, I always told Asian like I have to be home in Baltimore for Christmas because that's like a tradition. That's important to me. It's special to me. So like we're always in Baltimore with my yeah. family for Christmas. Or I mean, even one Christmas we went away with my family for Christmas. So we kind of established that early on. But like we enjoy hanging with my parents. Like it's fun. It's funny hanging with your parents as an adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you're married. As like, a it's very different than when you were like a child or like yeah. even in college. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do you believe like your your in laws keep you guys together? Like, let's say you guys wanted to get a divorce, or you guys were like really having issues. Do you think that your in laws would be like a reason to stay together? Oh, I want. I I wonder your answer because I do you think do you think your mom and your dad would be like, oh no, you can't let Adrian go. Yeah, I feel like my parents. I'd be like, I think they would be on both of us. Like, y'all need to figure this out. Like, yeah, yeah. Because like one of my mom's biggest things, like before we got married, she was like, she kept calling like, 
breaking the family curse because like my parents are divorced adrian's parents are together so she's like you know it's important for our marriage like that we stand the test of time so they would definitely do like y'all gotta y'all gotta work it out whatever y'all gotta figure it out Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I think my mom would just like ride with me, whatever, and then she'd <laughs> be like, "What did you, Adrian?" Yeah, my mom, my mom would say the same thing. What'd you do to yeah, that girl? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think she would say that to me, but she probably say to in me. public. You think so? Yeah, I feel like your mom would be like, "What she? What did he do?" She, that's what she would say. Oh, Knowing you your mother, she that would call? Oh, yeah. wow, my mom stabbed me in the back of school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, listen, we uh, went over the parentals, so they'll they'll trade um, you for us. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, so Yeah, yeah. How important do, do you think it is? Is the same dynamic for you guys, too? You yeah. You find that, like... Yeah, they like, they like Tina more than me. They like <laughs> Tina more. I don't know. I don't know. They like they like Tina more than me, and I believe ever since... Because we took away their problem. Oh, wow. And ever since... <laughs> you, you hear that, right? Like those shots. And ever since um she <laughs> she became a mother, I believe it's it's elevated to a whole new level. But they always liked her before then. But now you stuck on stuff. your side. Yeah, yeah, on my side, my my parents like her more than like me. So where do you feel like your relationships and hanging do you feel like you spend more time with Tina's parents? Oh yeah, by far. Or do you feel like y'all spend more time with Poe's parents? No, no, oh, Tina no. Tina's sure parents by far. By far, we have spent every mm-hmm. holiday there. So my family, we're not we're not the get together and spend holidays together. We're we're barely the um saying saying that I love you every every day. My mom now does that probably because she's getting older. But I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with oh I love you or showing affection or whatever or even like celebrating birthdays and things like that. So to me, it, mm-hmm. her, but her side of family, they celebrate everything, every single thing. How does thing. that feel? How does that feel for you to now be a part of something? Oh, beautiful, beautiful, mm-hmm. like absolutely beautiful to to just see a different life, to see how. Um, to me, I didn't I didn't really think family would have been that important. You know what I mean? Growing up, I was like, ah, mm-hmm. if I don't get along with her, with her family, that's uh, whatever. But as you get older, as you have kids, I'm like, ah, if 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 we didn't get along with her family, we would have a really tough time. I think it would be yeah. tough. Do you, yeah. do you now feel, um, and I'm asking you this because this, this is how, like, to the question about the village, do you feel accountable to them now? Oh, yes. Yes. For a fact, I think mm-hmm. there, I would be embarrassed to break up a Christina or any any divorce or any type of major issue, I would feel embarrassed to bring that to their to their doorstep. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think I think they hold me accountable. Um, I think my parents hold me accountable because anything that 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 doesn't support our relationship, they would not approve. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, in the beginning, one thing that I struggled with was how your family wasn't like my family. Mm-hmm. So I wanted. Uh, like in dating, I was really thinking about do would I want to marry someone who doesn't have the same family structure I have because I want my kid mm. to have both families like very close, very close. So mm-hmm. um, that was like really big for me, and still you're here. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted this to happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what y'all want. 
That's what I really see. Um, people <laughs> like like to me. I don't think people know what they want, and especially I don't think women know what they want because yeah. they will tell you they're looking for this, they're looking for this kind of guy, whatever. But I would present myself the way I am, and you'll just take me as I am. So I'm like, yeah, I don't think y'all know what y'all want. That like we might see that be like, okay, maybe I'll take this and this. You know, it's a give and take. Mm-hmm. You you were lucky mm-hmm. that I saw something in you that <laughs> outweighed the. You hear that right, Adrian? I'm lucky she saw yeah, something. She said in me. you were lucky. Uh huh. I heard it. I heard a lot of clear. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, ladies? Do, do y'all now that y'all are married in these relationships? Um, do y'all feel accountable to the families? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Definitely accountable to my side of the family, and I would definitely say your side. Um, I think early on when we were dating, your family didn't really have a lot of get-togethers. I think we sort of disbanded. There was yeah. in my growing up, like. Like okay. I told you, like Thanksgiving was huge for us, right. Christmas. But as the family moved away and people moved to different states, it just yeah. wasn't the same anymore. And I think over the probably like past five years, I think that's changed. And there's like lots of get-togethers and things. And like, you know, I'm close with some of like your cousins and whatnot. So I definitely think definitely there'd be accountability on both sides for me. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like I would feel more accountable like with your cousins. Yeah. And brother, like people we mm. hang out with and vacation with like, yeah. all the time. More than my parents. More you than your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I know like your mom would be like, oh my God, devastating. Mm-hmm. But definitely <laughs> I would feel like I would owe your cousins more of. My like, brother, my cousins, like yeah. our inner circle that mm-hmm. we're, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I can see why you can, you would see it that way. So what advice would you give newly married couples um, as well as single people on the market? Oh, do we got enough time for that? (laughs) (laughs) Would you recommend marriage to everybody? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would say if you're, yeah, I mean, I don't, I think everybody, what we've learned, like everyone has to define their relationship in their own way. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to legally, you know, get married or whatever. But if you decide that, like, this is your person, this is your partner for life, then I think that's also a beautiful thing. Um, and though it's hard for me to give advice. No, get married. Get married. Okay. Get, get married, married. Get married. That's your opinion. Yeah. Well, I, I well, say, I've seen it done. I mean, I've seen it done both. I say, I say get married um, to go to the old African proverb, right? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yep. Um and obviously not everybody needs to get married, but the reason I'm saying that um, with a with sort of a blanket statement is all the other things that go with it, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking about all the instances where people are in long-term relationships and then someone passes and yes. the state comes in and grabs everything because the other person didn't define yeah, yeah, yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at least in those instances, the other person isn't left in limbo yeah you know or like the family comes in because you never put a ring on that person's finger and you guys are just like oh well we're doing our thing yeah something happens to you and you step on on the curb and get hit by a bus and and now what now the family comes in because they've got 
first rights to everything because yeah. meanwhile you, but the family wasn't there the whole time yeah the family wasn't there the mm-hmm. whole time so you really left this person you hung them out to dry in yeah. a way i um, agree so for so what, protection yeah while i'm kind of jokingly saying like everyone should get married i think you know just that i guess what i'm really trying to get at is like define like you said define your union yeah and if that's your person secure them yeah yeah I like that. I agree. For sure. I agree with that. And I, yo, Adrian, you give you give some good advice. Gems. Goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yo, man, listen, all the mistakes we made better. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We've <laughs> we've been through many transitions, even even within our friendship. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So we've been through a lot. I feel like our dynamic has always been pretty unique, right? It's like yes. one of those. What doesn't have to be said is kind of understood. Exactly. And, like and probably because we're like markers. yeah yeah we're like kind of the same people we're like loners me and you and yeah and, and it seems like we have like a um, similar upbringing when it comes to family structure as well too so that's probably will yeah. yeah that probably will do it yeah and demeanor we've we've also never really had like any uh ruffling of the feathers one time i think like one time <laughs> one time <laughs> one time one time one time paul has this stuff that one time one time. Remember the one time? Remember the um the No no no. Remember the poetry thing? The poetry thing at the fight. That was the one time. Oh oh yeah, that one. I think and you know what? I think it wasn't until that moment that Poe really trusted me. Yes, yes, yes. That that right there, getting over that, I think is what solidified um our friendship. That's fair. I yeah. don't think any of us really knew what all of us were capable of. Correct. And we were all sort of in the proving grounds of friendship and manhood. Like we were all sort of, and I think everybody was kind of cool with what everybody could do. Yep. And, you know, we all proved ourselves to each other in different ways. That's why I think the bond lasts. Yep. We, we trust that that person can stand on their own. And and we trust that if we reach out, that person doesn't throw things in our face. Yeah, I think that's what makes it yep. all unique. Yeah, so sweet. So let's pivot back <laughs> to this, right? So so previous to getting married, mm-hmm. do you think you were taught skills that helped you in, in your marriage now? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you had to learn everything on your own. So you didn't learn nothing from your previous relationships. You didn't learn nothing from your dad, from your mom, oh, oh, from life, man. from nothing oh, that. Man. I would no. You don't think so? <laughs> no. I would say I would say yes and no. I think mm. just watching people like family people in my life that were married have been in long term marriage long term marriages, just learning things from them, watching my grandparents and their interactions. Um, I definitely think I learned some things. I didn't learn everything necessarily. It's like what people say, like like when you become like you don't know what having what it's like having a kid until you have a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. think your marriage, like, you don't really know how marriage is gonna be until you're in a marriage. Yeah. And yeah, you, for sure. And you deal with like whatever you deal with. For I sure. mean, you know the person ahead. I hope you know the person ahead of getting married, but yeah. you learn more about them. And as Adrian always says, people change what every ten years, every decade yeah. or so. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you're getting you're, you're the person that you married you know, 10, 20 years ago, whatever, it's not the same person you're with 
at yeah. that moment. So you have to learn thoughts involved to yeah. how they change and how you've also changed exactly. in your own experience. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's beautifully said. And yeah, I didn't learn it. I, no, I didn't. Learn it. <laughs> Am no, I? you know, it's it's yeah. You just, I mean, I guess you could. Say, yeah, all right. I mean, I learned definitely from my mistakes, mistakes, things I wanted to do better. Um, I would absolutely say for me, and I tell Jazz all the time, um, she got a healed therapy version of Adrian. Nice. Um, <laughs> That's great. Therapy helped me a whole lot to be more I like there were areas of my life where I think I was stronger, but relationships was not one of them. Like mm-hmm. I'd be ready to blow up a relationship and move on in a minute. Mm-hmm. Or even when I was a bachelor and I got to a really selfish place, but therapy kind of like helped me figure things out again and question my decision making and was like, you know, it was useful. You you got a you got a healed version of Adrian. And I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, love? Um, definitely. I think just um watching my parents um marriage and relationship, I was um taught not not like specifically like oh when you grow up and if you want a husband these are things that you have to do but just watching my ma- my mom and dad interact and what they did for each other and with each other um definitely taught me number one that the marriage you're in is forever <laughs> yep me too <laughs> to work things mm. out mm. um you know, I saw them go through like their. My parents known each other. Well, have been together since like my mom was like sixteen or something. So you know, they've evolved oh, wow. a lot. So wow. um, yeah. yeah, yeah. My parents. My dad was eighteen. My mom was sixteen. So they grew up together. Um, we'd seen them basically through every stage of <laughs> their marriage. But yeah. So you saw the tough times, you saw the tough times, you saw them go through the tough times. Yeah, but they were always, like, I would say respectful, Okay, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, they got through everything. Hmm. So, and now I think they're so, like, they're just wise, old, married, fun-loving people now. And, you know, raising kids when you're, like, broke and young and... You have twins that you gotta care for. That's like super stressful. Oh, wow. And they went through all of that. And now my dad is like a mogul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and my mom <laughs> supported him through all you know, all of that. And he is who he is because of number one, his work ethic, but my mom being by his side. Mm-hmm. And you know, just seeing the evolution of individually them and together. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think taught me a lot. Oh, wow. So well, I'm waiting to still... be retired. Like... Yeah, I know, I know, because that's the example <laughs> that you got. I know that. I know that already. For me, for me, um, I've always saw my mom and my dad um being married. I saw what not to do, I saw what to do, um, I saw what to mm-hmm. expect from a woman, first and foremost. And I've also saw the um strength of a woman. I've 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 seen what women can tolerate. I've seen what women put up with. Um, I would say my parents, although they've been together for a very long while, I don't think that I would, 
model our relationship after them. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they they have a relationship that's good for them, mm-hmm. but them alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but them. <laughs> yeah, but for <laughs> for them, but that that would not rock over here. Because um for me, like like I always say, me me seeing my mother taking a provider role, that makes me even more as a man want to take that provider role. Yeah, but not only that, she took a submissive and, and a provider, provider role. Exactly. Which is kind of which is kind of strange mm-hmm. for for modern yeah. days. For modern days. But I think back then women did it all the time. Women were the ones going to work, doing what they need to do, whatever, and and still respected their man. In a household. No, I think either we... No, I think women back then weren't providers at all. Mm. Like... Mm. Caribbean women, I always saw went to work. My grandma did not go to work. Yeah. You're right. Mm, um, that's interesting. Yeah, you're right. Caribbean women, all the Caribbean women that yeah, I saw, I they all yeah, went to work. Yeah, I didn't say all the... The women in my life, the West Indian women, all, like, all, all the work. All the women... In my life, my both my grandmothers, they both had careers, mm-hmm. and they were married, and their husbands had careers. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think, I my, think both my, my, on my father's <laughs> side, both my grandmother and my grandfather were both um, educators. My grandfather taught mm. um, shop, and my grandmother taught home ec. Oh, yeah, see, I didn't have, I didn't have the dynamics the three of you had um, growing up. I had a lot of like strong matriarchs growing up mm. um women ran my family for a long time yeah so they don't run it anymore we run it now. <laughs> oh, take back that I power hope, i hope they don't listen to this because no, no, they're no. gonna be blown up your phone i was gonna edit that out no <laughs> they're gonna be like i'm not even gonna say your name that they call you <laughs> <laughs> she's about to embarrass you all the way no, no, no. edit that. <laughs> edit that. Run that out. No, but I didn't. I didn't see those dynamics. So I find it. It's. I mean, but everything's like a, a flip of the coin, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can see all of that and decide to do the opposite, or you can see all of that and decide to go with it. So I think the decisions with where we are, who we are in our relationship has probably more to do with the choices we made based on what we saw mm-hmm. than the direct influence of it yeah. to a degree, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. For sure. So, um, so why do you, why do you think men and women are having a hard time finding their person nowadays? Social media. I think, uh, ooh. <laughs> word could you imagine that i don't i don't think i don't think our generation or or people who are married and couples in our generation um millennial yeah millennial, give the give the negative impact of social social media the respect it deserves like tina just did yeah i know because it's a huge negative impact like what people scroll post what people are led to believe yeah like it makes me think of the bottle service wave like when we were in the like what do you mean wave it's still a thing people it's still a thing i remember and it was just and i felt like it's funny because the only person i felt like got it or understood that it was ridiculous was poe as well (laughs) it was like what sense does this make and i probably (laughs) had participated in it like once or twice like in a really good celebration but Mm -hmm. other than that you couldn't convince me 
that this was particularly a good idea, but social media is kind of like that. People yeah. see it and it's like it's like bottle service in your thing, like all these guys in the club and you believe that they're popping bottles, but they leave and they get in the Toyota Corolla yeah. exactly. and drive off <laughs> and go sleep in their mom's basements, right? And the girls too, right? The girls are in there like they're hot stuff and then, you know, they go home and sleep in their bedroom or something at night, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's all smoking mirrors. Up. Yeah. yeah. But why what why do you think I think that men and I, women are having a hard time? No, I think I think that's I think that's part of it. Like we can't but it's but it's always been the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's timing. People don't make the right decision at you you kinda gotta make the right decision with the person at the moment. If mm-hmm. you're wise enough to do so at the moment, you recognize how dope they are and they recognize how cool you are. That's very true. like all those things have to come together at the same time. I also you think have to be ready. waiting Sorry. until you're like thirty, like me and Poe met or like in our early twenties. Mm-hmm. We got married when, like, mm-hmm. twenty I was twenty eight, you were twenty four. Mm-hmm. So I think that made it easier for us because we're young, like, this is new, fun, and, like, I think by 30, I would have way more expectations Yeah. for someone, and I think mm. it would be harder for me to settle down. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So you think, so you think the more you would have accumulated as you've gotten older, the harder it would have been to satiate you in a relationship? For sure. Like, oh, wow. I would be like, okay, uh, if I'm 30, you're 35, you need to have this. You should have a house. You should have, what assets do you have? Do you have any student loans? I don't want them. Mm. Like, my mind would have been, like, I would have been way more strict with who I chose as a mate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Than what I was <laughs> at, like, 24, you know? So. Mm. Yeah, so I... I think it's choices, too. I think before, people didn't always go and say, oh, you know what? I can do better. I can do better. I can always do better than that. Mm-hmm. I think people yeah. were were really bonding, really getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people used to date one at a time for the most part back then. And now it seems like you're in a dating blitz now. Mm-hmm. It seems like whenever you're dating in this modern day, you can have a date Monday, a date Tuesday, and then That's a date true. Wednesday. And it's kind of just like... How do you form real connection if all you're doing is trying to eliminate people who annoy you, <laughs> people who have these red flags? I, like I don't, I don't understand dating in this modern world. So I just mm. think it's it's the ability to choose and the endless possibilities that make people not being able to just pair bond. Yeah, it's like the whole world has a New York City at the palm of their hand. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You no, know, like it, it, no, I got, I got it. It used to be like. In order to have that many options, like you had to move to a big city. Yeah, exactly. But now, if you're the hot thing in, like, I don't know, some town in like Kansas, you don't necessarily have to move to New York. You can like find a bunch of people outside now on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So your options open up just via the internet. But then there's, I, I think the element we're leaving out, right? Like, it's also, the unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think Tina, yeah, that's Tina where, I, that, right? that's like where I kind of had. Yeah, that's where I kind of where I kind of yeah. on. The uh, because un- I feel like with the options, I get what you're saying, Paul. Like people are, it's just like so, they're going on so many dates and they're not 
formulating the connections, which I get because it's like not everybody you go on a date with. You're kind of like, all right, let me test this out. Okay, let's see how they are. And you kind of make a decision like, all right, you kind of both of you are like, mm, this is not it. And the people that you do connect, you're like, okay, let me go on a few more to see how they really are. So I think the options are good. It also opens it up where there's people that you probably would have never met before and now you're meeting them and they might be totally opposite of you, but then you could form this amazing connection with them. Mm-hmm. Or that might not have been possible without like the dating apps or whatnot. So let me ask you ladies this question. Um, imagine you're not married to the amazing, ostentatious men that you are. <laughs> uh, right? Imagine you're not married to us, mm-hmm. right? Would you forego a man um, because he doesn't meet 20% of your list? He's giving you 80% of everything you want on your list but he's not meeting 20% of what you have on your list. I mean, no, yeah. Would you forego him? I know, yeah. What is that 20%? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If it's money, nah. <laughs> we ain't doing that. <laughs> okay, so... You you can't it can't just be blind. All right, all right. So let's all right. So let's say, um, let's say the eighty percent is he's the affectionate family man, Mm -hmm. secure, yeah, all of that. That she has a job. He has a job. (laughs) Let's say his job doesn't really have upward mobility, Mm -hmm. right? Let's say he's completely content to be what he is, and let's say what he is makes roughly. Seventy-five thousand a year. Okay. Mm. Mm. Gotta think okay. about this. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Now you gotta think about it. <laughs> he has no real ambition. He's completely happy. He, he has no this. real now, ambition. Does he have a pension? He might. Doesn't you both ask? Does he have a pension? <laughs> Do you see that they they both look I for the same know, thing? Eh? I was ambitious. It sounded like pension. Oh, you oh. ambition. I definitely thought you said pension. No, no, he has no no. Yeah, that's what? Crazy. That's a huge turn off. No ambition. Where are we going? Can't make seventy five k for the rest of your life. Again, love don't pay the bills. <laughs> I would say in this scenario, it's a no for me. Damn. Damn. <laughs> no ambition, no pension. Ask us as guys the same question. You would say yes. Yes, yeah. of we'll course. You had no ambition. We'll take eighty. Yeah, we'll take 80. You would take 80. What if the 20 we'll take is 80 all the time. no sex for That you? can't be the 20. You see? The that same can't way be. we say the money can't be the 20. Yeah, I hear you, but 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 no no sex like nah. Definitely but I'll not. give you 80% like I'm inspirational. How how are you going to inspire me but not give me any sex? <laughs> I can't be y'all, we can say like he's broke. Exactly. Exactly for her. Broke, broke to women is the same thing as sex for men. Damn, you hear that? A wait, okay. So what if no? What if the twenty percent is that she doesn't want to have kids? Ooh, Ooh yeah, that's so that's good a for good me. One, Jasmine. That's twenty percent. That is that. No, is. no, no, no. That's a that's a like oh. like a relationship defining kind of twenty percent. So it's money. listen. I'm, this is y'all question. I'm just yeah. nah. No kids. <laughs> But no kids. 
about 20%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let them know, eh? That's not how men think about okay, 20%. So what is, Let them know, eh? What's your 20%? What is 20%? Wait, hold on. Tina, what'd you say? You said the same thing. Oh. Yeah. Paul, what would be your 20%? No, no, don't do that. They... <laughs> They are hopping. They are. They are hopping down. Down your back. I want to hear what you're gonna say. No, I'm just. No, this is a conversation. The way a guy would think about twenty. So twenty percent would be. Um. Oh, twenty percent would be like she's not a great cook. Yeah, there you go. Really? There you go. That's the twenty percent. Wow, that's okay, still. She, but she's still cooking. Yeah, but she's not a great cook. Not a great cook. Cause, cause see, in our minds, our minds are kind of like ah. Uh, our kids might be eating some chicken nuggets all night. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, we'll live with that. Okay, so that's your twenty percent. That, that's, that's how we level. think about twenty. That's the level. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, I wouldn't agree what to that twenty percent. You wouldn't. Agree you to would not agree. Okay, to no, Come on. Is she has two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt? Whoa! That's see why you guys go such a high number. What is, wait, does she have a home or is that like student loans? It's student loans. No, and she got a master's degree and she went to Ivy League school. For what is she getting? A what does she do now? She's a social worker. No, no, social work, social worker. You're, you're out of here. That's a bad deal. You're out of here, social worker. You're out of here. That's For two two hundred and fifty thousand debt. Yeah, that's a fair twenty. But that's a real, that's a realistic scenario. Think about all the people that. If you brought the number down, that's a fair twenty to men. Like if you ask, if it was under a hundred k, yeah, yeah, under hundred k is a fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. two hundred thousand is like. That's. I mean, that's that's what, that would take either of us off the market. Exactly. Got it. I'm just trying to figure out what your twenty percent is. Right, right, Paul. Like if 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 she was, let's say. She had fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in debt. Oh, that's light. But it's all credit cards, no student loans. That's light. Now the guy's really paying it. Yeah, that's light to me. Fifteen twenty is is like fifty eighty ish. Once you get to hundred thousand, nah, get out of here. <laughs> Not it. Okay. Yeah. And we're weighing your debt against how you look. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. yeah. Are you worth it? Are you worth it? Yeah. Oh you're all right. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, K K S. No, nah, I don't know. <laughs> That's my man, though. KS is my man, though. He's cool. Listen, don't knock him. Don't knock him. Yeah, he Dad's has. Knocking him. No, no, he has. He has really, really good points, but it's just that he's a he's an acquired taste, sure. and I just don't think that um, women are women are ready to hear the truth or ready to hear it so so bluntly as he puts it. But I think he is valuable. I agree. He's not disrespecting anybody. No, no, no. He's just very blunt about it, and he's unapologetically a man. So mm. I just think a lot of people just have a problem with it because I don't think I don't think people know what men really look like, and I don't think people are comfortable men being that masculine. You know what I mean? So that's his problem. But but guys, this was fun. <laughs> this was really, really, really fun. Time went yeah, by so fast. Yeah, I didn't even know we were we were yeah. on here for that long. But uh I didn't either. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Do you do you guys have like any last questions for us? Well, thank you for having us. Um I enjoy this. Yeah, I, I I miss you guys. Like the pandemic has really made it hard to see you guys. Um the only question I would have is what does Tina consider twenty percent? 
<laughs> what do you consider? I, I like that loan thing. I I guess uh, the student loans is a big twenty percent for him. What about um, what about the family thing? The family thing that could be, also, that could be a twenty percent. So I I would take like eighty percent if it was just. I don't 20% have percent of the like family thing we discussed mm-hmm. loans, but definitely not when it comes to like finances. You ain't leaving me out here. And like to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. But on that note, um, thank you guys, and we are out. Bye. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>